everybody, and welcome to Yahweh Reddit. My name's Laura. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Maggie. I'm the other host. And you've caught us on the second episode of our 12th question mark season. Uh, we're reading Gossip Girl. We are back after a little bit of a break after launching hard with the first book. But hey. we are so excited to pick this season back the frick up <laughs> yeah we we took a little break because maggie took a little break from their relationship so I, maybe we'll have some caller daddy-esque escapades Ooh. for single meg i don't Ooh. know i I, know. I love it yeah maybe maybe this is kind of like a like not only a reinventing <laughs> for you but also for the podcast <laughs> i mean our dynamic is gonna change now but yeah. i think it'll be in a we'll see hey who knows yeah yeah the dynamics gonna change like maggie's gonna be you know discovering a lot of things i'll probably start wearing a cool hat every now and again (laughs) (laughs) i'm also determined to reinvent myself in tandem i think that two of us in healthy relationships that's a boring dynamic but one of us in a healthy relationship and the other one kind of having a dumpster fire single time now that's a that's now a that's what the podcast needed yeah no, that's it exactly that's what i was gonna say in that exact italian <laughs> oh that's so funny um but yes we will be reconvening our normal wednesday slot of schedules and reading the next 10 books of gossip girl oh i think there God. are so many of them and I can't wait. These books are so digestible. They're very easy to read. But boy, is the content so small. I feel like in this book, particularly, like four things happened and it was 200 pages. And I was like, this still felt a little too long for the like limited amount of plot that there was. It is kind of interesting that we got to thrive in a time of young adult books when they came out like episodes of television it was like okay so true and now we have the new book release and what do they do they just kind of live their life and there's sometimes a little drama yeah like this this book i really hope this series gets like 10 times more dramatic because boy boy did i want even more drama this book I know. And I, I always, you know, I I just, I relish those private Kate Bryan days when it, a murder could just happen in the book. You uh, know, and you're like, oh my God, what is honestly, going on? Honestly, I loved how insane that series was. There was witches, there was a, a, a fucking desert island. It was amazing. It was amazing. And maybe, maybe so that's fun. what will happen in Gossip Girl. I don't remember what happens in the rest of the series. So that's fair. And I mean, I do, I, honestly, Cicely Von Sleeton, whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just made it up on the spot. It was she great. uses a lot of really good descriptions in yeah. the books. Um, and I'm learning a lot of like new vocabulary too. So I do commend her for this. I do like yeah. the Gossip Girl series so far. What's, what's really going to be interesting as we continue this series is Cecily Von Ziegler. There we go. I'm trying to. Um, she stops writing the series at some point and ghostwriters do pick it up for her. So oh, I'm really? really excited to see kind of like we had ghostwriters and vampire diaries. If we'll kind of get to notice a writing style change when we get to those ghostwritten books. Who's to say, but for now we got Cicely and we're going to dive into her second book. You know, you love me. That's the name of it. But also, and I, and I, and I guess I do love you Cecily. Know you you're love right. Me. I was very confident and I love, I love the energy you're bringing. <laughs> So uh, winter is coming up on the Upper East Side. It's just like New Game of Year, <laughs> just like Game of Thrones, just like real life right now. We're in fall. Yeah. Oh, my God. Perfect. Senior year, time to start getting ready, applying to some Ivy League schools. And Blair is getting uh, dinner with her freshly gay dad. The dad. <laughs> I don't hot out of the oven. <laughs> it's a hot to go dad. You know, okay. and 
the interesting thing about having her dad as a gay character is because like I feel like Cecily writes some like kind of problematic things about like how flamboyant he is and how like Blair hates that he's gay but loves that he buys her good shoes and it's like okay this is I think oh, trying so, to be trying yeah. to be accepting, but like in a very problematic way. I mean, very early two thousands of like, yeah. you know, I'm the straight woman with a gay best friend who happens yeah. to be my dad buying me Manolos. Yes, um, um, that's what he but does. Anyway, here. yeah, and his her dad is also I think like has like a boyfriend or a husband. He lives in France. I want to say he's living okay, his I, best life. I don't know, and obviously this is much different than the show. But in the show, he is um, married to one of Blair's mom's former models. Um, Yikes. They ran away together, which is that's, spicy. See, that's the drama this book needed because here we're just like dad's doing great. He's buying his daughter's shoes. Um, and he's taking her out to a nice steak dinner. Yeah, they're getting steak dinner, her her dad and Nate. And, you know, just the same way that I feel in the presence of my dad, all Blair can think about is fucking. She just wants to fuck her boyfriend. We have, well, yeah, we have once again found ourselves in Blair's pretty little mind being like, great, I'm going to fuck Nate after my birthday dinner. It'll be the perfect time. She still has not just acted, which she's missing, missing windows left and right. Um, yeah. And they're having a very not sexy conversation because they're essentially just talking about like what happens after high school. And Blair, obviously, she's like, I'm going to go to Yale. That's my entire personality. But Nate has no solid future plans, nor does he have the capacity to comprehend them. <laughs> if you were a parent watching these two have a conversation, I would be having a meltdown. Blair is not applying to any safeties. Nate doesn't think he's going to get into Yale. He says, it's a fat chance. I want to take the year off to sail. Yeah. Which... Okay, that's fine. I actually do think that there should be a gap year, but he smokes weed all the time. God, I'm like older and I'm I'm just like these kids, they don't know anything about their life. <laughs> I know. Isn't that I feel like that's kind of my favorite thing about growing up is you watch something from like or like digest something some content from your youth and you're like, I really disagree with this now. Like I uh watched Lilo and Stitch the other night and I was like, Nani's really just trying her best. Give her a fucking break, Lilo. <laughs> I know it's so funny and then I think about if I ever got lunch with 17 year old me who smoked pot all the time and probably would have loved to go sailing for a year I would be like sell out to me now please I'm still cool (laughs) I'm just also more responsible and objectively that is more fun than being high all the time and with no exactly so Um. Blair (laughs) leaves this dinner with the idea of having sex and it's a pretty great timing because her dad also got her a pair of new shoes that she's like i'm Uh, gonna surprise nate with this and nothing else on yeah woof um meanwhile serena and dan are hanging out eating ice cream they're kind of like light dating it's kind of like they're just like friends that are a little bit flirty there's not anything really substantial here dan is being obsessive as fuck though and Serena's still giving him the time of day, which is honestly shocking to me. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty weird. But he does recommend a book to her and Serena admits that she can't read because she's an idiot with no attention span. Yeah. And they start talking about colleges are idealistic Serena, even though she can't read. She wants to go to Brown. Because that's her where brother her brother is. goes. <laughs> and so her and Dan concoct this idea that they're both going to travel up to Brown. And Dan in his head is like, "This oh, it's going to be so romantic. And in the fall, Dan, Dan- we'll see. 
Yeah, Dan legitimately is like, this means we're falling in love. We're making plans to go visit a college together. Like, it is, he is zero to 600. Like, he goes so fast, so quick. Um, I will say they do kiss um, after they walk back to uh, Serena's stoop, which yeah. I'm not saying she's leading him on. I'm never going to say that. Girls just want to have fun, and they can. But I would be a little bit confused if someone if someone kissed me I think um yeah I thought was a date yeah my favorite thing after this is obviously like Dan like kisses her and he kind of goes in for another one and Serena like kind of just like nuzzles into his head instead and she goes into the elevator afterwards and is like I'm really happy that Dan is is becoming a good friend of mine like she is friend zoning him so hard in her head yeah and Dan's responding by watching her life through the window he's just on the street just watching her Uh, uh. it's not happening (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile nate we go back to him and blair he is telling blair that he's gonna go see brown this weekend they had plans to go see yale um and she is not really listening because she's like i'm down bad i'm spritzing myself with perfume i'm putting on my manolos i'm ready to fuck yeah Um, and they and they start Yeah, they start getting hot and heavy, but boy, do they get interrupted because mom and her boyfriend Cyrus burst through the front door and are like, Blair, Blair, where are you? (laughs) Oh, yeah, they're engaged. Laughably best timing. And yeah, they're surprised we're engaged. (laughs) They're engaged. She doesn't really like Cyrus at all um, because he kind of seems like a quirky guy. If you need kind of a visual representation of Cyrus. He is played by Wallace Shawn, um, who's Who is that? Uh, the guy who says inconceivable in oh. Princess Bride, which I think is great casting. Um, great so guessing. if you're listening to this, it's Wallace Shawn in the show. Yeah. And um, there's no sex time. There's no, no sex time now. I think, don't they kind of try to get back into it? Nate's like, I should go. This is a family thing. Bye. Like Nate is not interested in this at all. <laughs> Yeah, Nate, I think that he is like, I think I could still do this, but she is like, no, and rub my back. And Nate, bless his heart, best boyfriend of the year, he gets bored rubbing her back, so he's going (laughs) to leave after after her parents, her mom has just said that she's getting married on her 17th birthday. I think Nate, I imagine this is Nate is rubbing her back for maybe like five minutes. Yeah, like, oh, I imagine it is like a minute tops. Then he's like, well, I'm bored. I have to go. <laughs> he's got to go get his burrito, his favorite yeah, thing to eat. Yeah, he loves his burritos. Um, meanwhile, Serena's mom bursts into Serena's room to be like, oh, by the way, Blair's mom is getting married uh, and you're going to be a bridesmaid because for some reason, Blair's mom is making Blair and all of Blair's friends her bridesmaids, which is a little strange because like, doesn't she have other friends that she'd rather be uh, in the wedding party no i guess not serena calls her brother to complain about this news he is way too hungover to listen and this spur of the moment is when she decides you know what i'm gonna get into brown i'm gonna yeah. show the people who undermine me like my brother who won't pick up and blair <laughs> that i'm not to be messed with i'm actually a smart girl and i can read now she makes the decision brand shift <laughs> yep brand shift that she's a collegiate girly now um <laughs> meanwhile jenny uh our big boobed freshman is asking her brother about what it's been like hanging out with serena um and dan's being like trying to be really cool in front of jenny like i'm not gonna tell you like 
what it's like falling in love with this girl. Um, but Serena does call Dan and asks him to be her wedding date. And that's when Jenny decides, hey, I need more friends because I'm just relying um, on living vicariously through my brother. And that's a little weird. So honestly, I applaud Jenny for being like, maybe I should branch out a little bit more. Yeah, she is going to try to start hanging out with Vanessa. Um, So she's going to take her little ass over there in her urban outfitters outfit that she bought and uh i guess i guess that's fine they're poor but they shop at urban outfitters which to me is money but hey yeah i feel like they're not like poor i think they're poor in the sense that they're not as rich as the other people in this book oh like (laughs) upper middle class probably yeah i mean like she they they both go to private schools like they're not poor (laughs) yeah that's gotta be i mean so expensive right um, um meanwhile Blair is still pressed about this engagement but boy is she going to pivot that she is going to lose her virginity at this wedding which is taking place on her actual birthday which is like so rude of a mom to do to their teenage daughter um yeah yeah it seems like not, she forgot that that was her birthday yeah I I feel like Blair is very much neglected by her mother um and we learn that Cyrus does have a son named Aaron, who's Blair's age, and Blair's mom's really excited for them to get along. Blair does tell Nate about this whole romantic plan that they'll have a hotel suite that they can make love in. And Nate just goes, that sounds fine. That sounds fine. Yes. do you want to hang out? He goes, I got to hang out with the guys. And she says, do you still love me? And he hangs up. Yikes. Honestly, uh, truly younger me would be like, I have to chase him rather than being like, I need to dump this guy and move on. But like, <sighs> and that's what Blair is going to do. She's scheming. She's like, I got to do something drastic to remind him that he loves me. Oh, yeah, she does. Oh, um, yeah, she does. So she's going to go to Barney's and she's going to find Nate a sexy gift for him to remind him that she and him are going to have sex at some point. <gasps> Yeah, she gets him gray sweatpants, which, as we know, she, she was They're a cashmere half time. Peggy. They're cashmere. I imagine them as gray cashmere sweatpants. Yeah. Like, Maybe that's just my horny ass. Um, yeah, it was. Yes. it's very funny, her logic here of like, oh, if I get him a little present, he'll be down DTF, down to fuck. So she tries. She tries to buy these sweatpants for Nate in a move that she calls a, quote, motherly act. Cute. But yeah. her card gets declined. Yeah, so, she, so she bold, bold. She decides to steal these pants instead. And you'll never guess who is in Barney's at the same time. Serena, who uh, she is Serena, not talking to. Serena watches this happen. Doesn't doesn't make a move. She's just kind of like, well, if I want to be friends with Blair again, I feel like I should just kind of support her in this and not say anything. <laughs> Honestly, ride or die. I love that. Honestly, Serena's making moves. Yeah. They're going to be friends. Uh, in Brooklyn at this time, there is a planned film meeting to kind of watch Serena's final film from the last book. Um, and Vanessa and Jenny and Dan are all going to be there. And we kind of learn the story of how Vanessa has a crush on or had a crush on Dan, but she is still very much dating the bartender from the first book now. I get really annoyed with Vanessa here because she submitted this yeah. short film that is essentially a adaptation of one scene from uh, Tolstoy's War and Peace. And she has a grudge against Serena because Dan likes her. And 
she should have cast Serena, this very ethereal beauty in this, um, but kind of shot herself in the foot. She cast this other person who's just not good in yeah. it. And she's like watching it back and getting mad that her film is bad. And I'm like, yeah, Vanessa, you did that to yourself. Like literally. And she's mad that Serena's film is amazing. Cause it's like, yeah, cause Serena didn't self-sabotage herself. You dipshit. Yeah. I don't know why she does that. So they're all waiting for Serena to get there, but she is like an hour late to her film review. She gets home and she's like, Oh, wait oh. a minute. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, wait, I was at Barney's, sorry. And then she's like, not even like, oh, let me call a cab there. She's like, not going to make it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, she, oh my gosh. And it just gets worse. So she calls the Humphrey house to tell Rufus, um, Dan's father, that she's not going to be at the film review. Can he get the message to Dan? And the dad quotes poetry that Dan has been writing about her to her. That's- so embarrassing <laughs> can you imagine yeah and like the only thing that's also just as cringy as this moment is vanessa back at the bar wishing that clark was just dan instead like all of this is such cringe ick yikes it's awful the yearning doesn't stop there dan knowing <laughs> that serena there. that's a great segue <laughs> Dan, knowing Serena is not going to come watch this, but he still wants to see Serena's film, goes alone to Vanessa's house to watch the film. (laughs) He's like, this will bring us closer. Um, And meanwhile, Jenny, she thinks Dan's being so pathetic right now. And she's on a little walk. She runs into Nate, who's playing soccer with his boys. Yeah. uh, With his burrito boys. And Nate spots jenny and just asks her to hang out and she ends up smoking weed with him and his friends like they lie down in the grass and then nate invites her over to his house so there's something a brew in here yeah they're you're in yuda triangle like the bermuda triangle but it's it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, where all these I like crushes it. I like are it. going keep it, keep it. <laughs> he's like dang look at a rack come eat come home with me um so- honestly literally what happens like we're laughing and like we're laughing like that's a bit but like literally he's word for word in the book is like nate couldn't help but notice her huge honkers and so headed over to his house because he wants to stuff her full of food he knows it's gonna he knows it's gonna go right to her tits <laughs> That's how biology works. I'm sorry, everybody. That's how anatomy is. It's how anatomy works. Um, So they're gearing up for a moment that might be cute later, but no cute moment right now. Dan is watching this short film. He's booked and busy up in Serena. He's drinking a Coca-Cola trademark and really just all in on watching this film alone. I imagine, I do imagine he is jerking off during this. I feel like he's that type of person. He seems that creepy to me. He can't stop focusing on Serena's lips. And he's like, I, I must kiss her right now. I must call her and tell her how good this film is. And Serena kind of susses out on the phone <laughs> that he's watching it alone, which she just got his poetry quoted back to her. She's like, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going to Brown together this weekend. So yeah, like, they're going to go on a little trip. Um, meanwhile, Blair is telling Katie and Isabel, those two friends that we seem to have forgotten about, they finally make an appearance on page 80. Uh, that Serena is going to be a bridesmaid along with them in her mother's wedding. Um, And that's not having a a good time. They're all kind of mad about this. But at Mm -hmm. another lunch table, Jenny sits down with Serena and Vanessa. 
And Serena tells Jenny flat out that the book Dan lent her is boring as fuck. Yeah, um, Serena's just all around creeped out by Dan. And Jenny kind of wants to talk to Serena, but she's like, God, well, I guess my stupid brother is blowing it. She wants to talk to Serena about Nate, get some advice, because apparently she doesn't know that Nate and Blair are dating because back at his house, uh, it it was actually really weird. It was a very weird interaction that they had. (laughs) He's talking about, obviously, he wants to sail. We know that. And she's like, maybe I can come to Maine with you, um, but I'm I'm only 14. And he's like, I know. It's okay. That's that's what it says, which is so crazy. That's bad. That's really bad. That's not good. But Jenny, yeah. instead of talking to Serena about Nate, she pivots and she's like, can you start calling me Jennifer now? So I'll oh see not like I'm 14 and can impress this high school senior who's interested in me all of a sudden. Yeah. So I guess Jenny is Jennifer now. We will respect her choice to rebrand as a not 14-year-old. Except the author doesn't even do that. The author still calls her Jenny. (laughs) Yeah, that is true. So Jenny's in a bit of a pickle. Um, She's annoyed at Vanessa because Vanessa is trying to interrupt her talking to Serena a lot. Um, And I mean, Nate is just ignoring Blair's emails. Blair's emailing Nate about hanging out after school. This scene is so funny because like Blair, I am's hello, early 2000s, Nate during lunch. (laughs) Nate doesn't respond. And instead he I am's Jenny at the same time. And he asks her to hang out. And it's just so embarrassing for Blair, who's like clearly still like, can't wait to fuck you. And he's like, hey, 14 year old do you want to hang out uh um yeah and it's wild and then also during this t- scene at another computer dan is emails are flying email, yeah email to serena with a, a poem that's called love conquers all and it is horrifying it is essentially about him hanging himself while kissing her We've learned too much about Dan in a few in a, a simple stanza. It is horrendous. And he he kind of addendums the end of the email being like, got an interview at Brown. Can't wait to go with you. <laughs> yeah, he signs it. LOLs, hags, smiley face, exclamation point. So I guess Serena has that on her plate now. Uh, after school, Nate and Jenny meet at the Met Steps. Uh, Nate is still thinking about his gap year. And then he almost kisses her on the Met Steps, but then his friends show up instead. So that doesn't happen. His friends show up instead. He's rearranging all of his plans for Jenny. Now he's like, I'm going to take three years off of call- before going to college. Maybe we can go together. What a fucking that- loser. right like dude pull back like she's dan he's giving dan a run for his money (laughs) in my favorite scene in this book dan is (laughs) dan is chain smoking the past time waiting for serena to show up or die we don't really know yeah and he sees jenny playing soccer he sees nate kiss her on the cheek but he that's that's filed away for a different time dan's buddy zeke shows up to try to ball with him Dan lets Zeke know that I have a girlfriend and then he goes to shoot a basket and immediately airballs. <laughs> it is my favorite scene in the book. It is so funny. I feel like the author hates Dan as much as we do. I feel like that I feel like Cecily's like, yo, I made I made a bad decision with this one. I really just gotta 
bring him down on every chance I get. I just can't because visualize I can- Dan in a button-up and jeans. <laughs> like, he's clearly not dressed to play basketball. And he's like, yeah, I got a girlfriend now, so what? And then he goes to shoot a free throw. And just <laughs> this is the basket completely. It is so funny. Um, yeah, Dan just, uh, he's the worst. I hate that guy. Um, I know. Blair, now at home, um, finds out that Cyrus and his son Aaron have just up and moved in. So this turnaround time was fast. And we yeah. learn that Aaron, her age, has dreadlocks yeah, and he, he has a dog and Blair is not down. Yeah, this white guy with locks locked her cat in her room so his dog could have like rain of the house. And he immediately starts humping Blair's like the dog, not the stepbrother. But we do yeah. kind of get the vibe that maybe that's where it go. could go yeah and i mean aaron is trying to get to know blair he like kind of shows up at her room and he's like do you want to have a bud light with me because like aaron's a chill guy blair does not drink beer though and she is as standoffish as she possibly can be she calls nate to cry about like all of this because she's like i don't know these two strange men have just moved into my home i'm stressed this is a lot and nate just is not helpful and in a close second follow-up scene is Blair a favorite scene is Blair trying to lean on her boyfriend for emotional support and him just not giving a fuck at all she's like do you want to go to Yale with me this weekend I'm just having a really hard time and he's like nah I'm baked the homies are excited for our road trip to Brown and then he clicks that phone again hangs up again he's got he's got minutes that he cannot exceed she's she's not having a great day after this she goes out wedding dress shopping with her mom and her mom not only says she'd look uglier than serena as a bridesmaid um but that her brother-in-law will be driving her to yale this weekend and she's just like i'm out i'm out yeah i'm leaving getting my nails done she's so sad she goes home and she's like you know what fuck it aaron you want to go to yale tonight so they do yeah yeah so little little road trip city they're going on their way Uh, Dan and Serena are meeting at the train station so they can start their little weekend trip to Brown. Mm -hmm. And Serena says finally um, that she read the poem and like Dan's like, I'm going to get all this feedback. But then Serena gets distracted. So she drops the subject and sees Nate and his friends across the way. And she goes and says hi to them. I think she sees them as a lifeline and then uh, basically merges her and Dan's trip with Nate and his buddy's trip, because they're all going to Brown together. (laughs) Dan is not excited about that, for sure. Aaron and Blair are making their own way up to Yale. They're not really bonding at all, because Blair is obviously mad at Nate for not coming with her to Yale, but Nate is having the time of his life in his car. He is trying to drink and drive. What a blast. Yeah, Um, He's also really high, I think. Um, and Serena is like, this works out for me because I'm not alone with Dan. Yeah, they're all drinking beers in this car too, which I think is so funny. Um, yeah. And also during this car ride with like Blair and Aaron, since these scenes are really spliced together, we learn that uh, Blair, despite her snapping at Aaron, kind of starts to think he's hot, which is like, Blair. I mean, she could shoot her shot. They stop at this Motel 6 for the night you know yeah i mean and aaron loves motel sixes for some reason yeah aaron's like isn't it so fun to like cosplay um the cosplay being poor the blue collar america experience and they get a room with one bed like the author is setting us up for yeah 
right clue, but they, they like weirdly end up having fun together they just like eat a bunch of snacks they watch movies they talk they drink beer like they're having a pretty good time at the motel six as they're rpging being poor they yeah and meanwhile at the best western where dan serena and nate and crew they're getting drunk they're hanging out dan's kind of coming to terms with the fact he's not going to be near serena tonight so he's like i'm gonna get hammered as well so just a lot of teenage yeah, yeah. drinking Dan goes to pee in the middle of the night and Nate and Serena are sleeping next to each other and they're holding hands in their sleep. And Dan is fucking pissed by this because he's a serial killer. Um, And so Dan's just mad, you know? Not Dan's day, not Blair's day because, uh uh-oh, she went to bed at 2 a.m., forgot to set an alarm at 9 a.m. for her interview. Um, I did look up, or I think that they said how far away the Motel 6 was from Yale, though, and it was only like 25 minutes. So yeah, she's getting ready. So by. She's getting ready fast. She's showering. Aaron. Oh, but Aaron left the car lights on. So the battery's dead. Yikes. Yikes. But it gets fixed pretty fast. I will say it is funny here because like Aaron is poking so much fun at Blair for being like too stressed out about this. Because it's like it's not like she missed her interview. She just woke up like an hour later than she anticipated. So like they still have time. But Blair is freaking out. Oh, yeah. She is not happy about yeah. it. Yeah. But she gets to her interview in time, which is good. She does. The bad thing here is poor Blair, who has been practicing and reciting questions for this interview back and forth, front to back, panics. She fumbles this interview so fucking hard. She has, like, no boundaries. Like, the the least of her worries is that she can't answer a recent book she read. She switches to like tragic heroin mode. So yeah. life is a mess. Talks about the breakup, and she admits that she shoplifted. Yeah, she just she's just trauma dumping. This is a therapy session. She's using this as a confessional in a Catholic church. She is yes. just telling him everything about her life right now. None of which make her a qualified candidate to go to any college. She also takes off her shoe and starts massaging her foot. <sighs> and ask him to let her in early and it's not like here's the thing is like Blair's running on like six hours of sleep it's not like she pulled like she's been up for 72 hours and is manic all of a sudden like this energy really does come out of left field and to make matters worse as she is exiting this interview she kisses the interviewer on the cheek yikes just go Um, for his mouth Oh, meanwhile at Brown, Dan, Nate, and Serena are also doing interviews. Serena's also not doing so hot. Um, She's very much like can talk confidently, but her answers have really no substance. And they keep kind of asking her to like dive in deeper to like, great. So tell me more about that. And she cannot tell them more about anything. (laughs) Yeah. She's got this really rigid older guy who's kind of grilling her on getting kicked out of boarding school. Yeah. Seems to think that she's vapid. Yeah. Nate, though, is is doing the best. No, he's (laughs) definitely not. killing his interview. Surprise of the book. Um, He literally is like very honest. He's like, hey, I'm here because I'm here with my friends. I don't think I'm qualified to go to Brown. And his interviewer is like, she graduated two years ago. She's hot. She's fun. She's cool. She's like, don't give a shit about your grades. Tell me more about what you do in your free time. And they are really hitting it off. <laughs> they are really hitting it off. I feel like if someone was like, I don't really want to go here at an Ivy League, I'd be like, okay, well, I don't. Why are you here? Right? Then? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not forcing um, you to come here. 
Yeah, right. But Dan also, um, he gets an equally, if not more pretentious interviewer, and it also does not go very well. (laughs) Yeah, Dan is stuck on the fact that Nate and Serena were holding hands, and he does fine talking about literature to them. But at some point during this interview, he starts like realizing Serena doesn't love him, and he starts to break down and bolts out. Yeah, he gets up and leaves. It's it's yikes. And like the thing is, is like the the uh, like the fact that he's having a reaction to a girl that he's not even dating, not liking him that much is insane. I know. Um, I don't I don't know. It's such a nightmare. Um, So he bolts out. Serena's like, my brother's getting a cake with party. So they're going to have a party. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Blair is like, Aaron, I blew it. Let's go home. And they go home. But during all of this, Jenny and Vanessa have been hanging out, interview lists, college lists. They watch Vanessa's film um, and they're kind of just like vibing. And Jenny, we learn, is just as delusional as her older brother. She's like, yeah, well, I have this boyfriend now. It's really awesome. Um, And she's also like, now that I'm mature and I have a boyfriend, I'm going to tell you some advice, girlfriend. You should go for my brother, Dan, because I know you love him. So Jenny's really just doing full, full change. She's like, Vanessa, listen, if you just change everything about yourself, Dan will totally love you. Just grow out your hair and yeah, put on and makeup. Be blonde, have huge tits, and also be rich. He'll love that. He'll <laughs> love that. So <laughs> Vanessa's like, huh, I think I'll I think I'll consider that. I think I'll try to do that. All that yeah. Blair has going for her, and Blair and Vanessa and Serena are in this uh film festival, the Constance Billard Film Festival um and one of them needs to win it on their resume yeah. so as Blair's talking to Aaron she is like I really hope uh that I win this film festival and then we'll see that's her and new plan surprise Serena wins the film festival but Serena's gonna do a act of charity and give her cans film tickets to Vanessa who's never been because Serena's already been before and that was the prize for winning um, and meanwhile, Blair is pissed because she really was like, this was my last hope to like kind of save face at Yale. Um, so win for yeah. Serena, kind of win for Vanessa. Blair's Blair's bringing up the rear, rear and not having a good time. I know. Serena calls Dan to let him, her, him know that uh, she won this film festival. He's acting really disinterested. But I mean, he's Serena's plus one to Blair's mom's wedding. You can't yeah. back out now. Still so. agrees to go. And Jenny and Nate are now catching up after Brown Weekend. They're holding hands. Nate finally kisses her. And Nate's internal monologue here is interesting because he's basically like, I want to date both Blair and Jenny because Blair is really hot and rich and Jenny has huge tits and is fun. And I want them both because I get different things from both of these relationships. Nate, I think that Nate was just born in the wrong decade. And I know that people say that, but I think if he was in 2022, he could manipulate the fuck out of these girls and be like, I'm Polly, you know, and it actually. Oh, 100%. It's actually, um, you're repressing me by not letting me take I'm not he's like I'm not really into labels I'm just really kind of finding myself and really just having a fun time right now that's all I want to focus on um yeah (laughs) Blair though so he's trying to figure out what to do with Blair but Blair is starting to piece together that something is wrong a little bit she's getting nails done with the other bridesmaids including Serena 
for her mom's wedding. And this is when Blair figures out that Serena and Nate, they both had an interview at the same time at Yale. Or not Yale, at Brown. They obviously talked to each other. And Blair's one rule for Nate was you can't be friends with Serena. You can't talk to her. So she is like, they're fucking again. They have to be fucking again. And while Blair is right that they did talk and break that rule, Blair is wrong in the fact that Nate has found a third woman to add into this. <laughs> yeah, she's not right about that. Um, And then right around the corner, it's wedding day. Boy, did they get this wedding planned and in the books very fast. Um, Blair immediately thinks Aaron looks hot in his little tux. And Blair. And that's great and, because he says that she looks hot in her dress to her directly as her stepbrother. Yep. It's awesome for them. And Blair is still trying to bone Nate, uh, despite her now attraction to her stepbrother and the fact that Nate and her have not talked in like three weeks at this point. And Nate the entire time is just thinking about Jenny. He wishes she was there. I want to see Nate's ACT score so badly because his critical thinking is so bad. He has plans to see Jenny and invite her to the reception of his girlfriend's mom's yeah. wedding. Yeah, he's like, well, there's there's going to be so many people there. Like, they'll hardly even notice that me, the boyfriend of the maid of honor, has brought somebody else to the wedding. I don't know what his plan is, but uh, say lovey. Serena, meanwhile, she is worried that Dan is not going to show up to the wedding. He is, though, he's in the backseat brooding. Yeah. He's gossipy moms. Poor Blair is laying it on so thick with Nate in, like, an attempt to keep him interested. And Nate just kind of, like, up and leaves and goes into the lobby. It is not good. I know. It's, oh my gosh, it's so bad. She like asks a photographer to take their photo and then she turns around and he's just gone. Yikes. It is bad. It is. Yeah. And also Blair's kind of bummed that she's not sitting at like her friend's table. She has to sit with like her mom. Um, And it also refuses to leave the wedding with her. He's like, come on, Blair, we're at a wedding. We can't leave. No, they're not. They're not going to leave. They have seated everyone. Serena, Dan and Nate are at the same table, which Dan hates. um, And Chuck starts grilling. We get a little cameo from Chuck. He is grilling Serena on if she's dating Dan, but she's not answering. I wouldn't either. I would fear for my life, to be honest. And in the lobby of this hotel that this wedding is at, Jenny and Vanessa have decided to make an appearance. And Nate finds them in the lobby. And Nate also feels like maybe this was a bad idea. He starts to realize that this might not have been the move. Um, and but he doesn't also, care. They start kissing. They start kissing almost immediately. And Blair's mom, who pays no attention to her daughter, is also like, Blair, don't you just want to change your last name with the rest of us? Come on, Blair, change your identity for us. She's really overwhelmed by this. She's like, I'm not I'm not going to answer this. I, I need to get up. I need to find Nate. I need to fuck Nate. And she gets up to try to go find him. And this is when she sees on the way to her bathroom that Nate isn't her leading man. He is kissing a freshman, a 14-year-old girl. He's a loser. Yep. So she runs to the bathroom. And also in the midst of this, Dan is like, once and for all, I'm going to get the love of my life to tell me about the poem that I wrote for her. And Serena just calls him intense. She says, hey, I think you're a little intense. (laughs) 
she's like, I read the poem, thought it was intense. He's hurt by this, ignores her request to dance, and goes and cries in a corner. <laughs> yeah. And Jenny kissing. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm going to be a man about this. And he tries to break up Jenny and Nate and fails miserably. And then he sees Vanessa also at the bar and is like, you know what? I've decided she's kind of hot now. That was so wild. Him trying to break it up. Vanessa being like, Dan, stop. And then all of the air gets sucked out of the room in the slow motion of him noticing Vanessa is wearing a dress. Oh yeah, God. it turned out Dan just didn't like that Vanessa wore pants. Like, that was the thing that he hated the most. Yeah, Serena sees this and is like, good for them. Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly, too. Serena's like <laughs> finally breathing again. Serena's like, what a relief that I don't have to deal with this guy anymore. <laughs> so she goes to the bathroom. She notices Blair is crying in the bathroom. Um, She kind of reaches out to her and they make up. Everything's water under the bridge with them. And yeah. Nate, in another bold move, takes Jenny into the reception to dance. He's over anyone seeing them. And yes, Jenny and Nate, they go to dance at the wedding. Great move. And Dan and Vanessa slide over and take their seats at the bar so they can begin kissing. And Serena and Blair just go in, hang out and watch movies in the hotel suite that Nate and Blair were supposed to be fucking in. So they're kind of friends again, which is cool. Yep. That's the entire recap that Gossip Girl reports in the end. I. Uh, Van, that's Dan and Vanessa's celebrity name, and Nenny, that's going to be Nate and Jenny's for me. Unless, do we think Jate is better? I think Jate is better. Jate's a little bit better. Jate is better. They're dating Serena and Blair, friends again. Say la vie. Yeah. Bon apple tea. Yeah. Weird, I guess, yeah, kind of a happy ending. I don't know if you can call it that. Um, Yeah. It doesn't seem happy, but it seems necessary for every character. Yeah. So where this story will go next, you'll have to join us for next time. But we're going to transition into our top five, which is our top five ways we would improve all of the college interviews that have um, happened in this book. Because boy, did a lot of them go every which direction. Yes. And who wants to start? You should start, Meg. So coming in at number five of ways we would have improved people's college interview, Nate couldn't have really gone any higher than he did. But if he sealed the deal and hooked up with his college interviewer, I really think he would have had a chance at getting yeah. a brown. Yeah. And it's like he still might. But like now he'd really have a now chance. Really I'm sure the interviewer would be like, yes, I want to fuck this guy. For sure. um, number four, we're going to talk about Dan. So Dan, easy, easy fix here, probably shouldn't have just walked out because a girl didn't like him. Um, he also could have been a little less pretentious. Mm-hmm. But to really elevate his performance here, we just think he needed a little more style, a little chest hair popping through top of the shirt, cool chain around the neck, a little more fashion, maybe smoking a cigarette throughout just to really lay on thick that this guy is pretentious as fuck 17 year old smoking a cigarette indoors i'd be scared i'd be intimidated i'd be like go to this school because you are going places (laughs) that's the c a future ceo if i've ever seen one yeah 100 percent. number three we think that if serena had developed hobbies 
maybe a personality a bit sooner, I think that she could have gone above and beyond. Yeah, that would. I think the the really big thing that was missing from her interview was unfortunately substance. Maybe she should have joined the cross country team. Maybe she should have started scrapbooking. Maybe she should have started making movies sooner. The the possibilities are endless here. They really are. Um, and then this is going to be a number two and a number one that Maggie and I are going to tackle because boy, does Blair deserve the most fixing in this top five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the, here's the thing that Blair probably either shouldn't have kissed her interviewer on the cheek or should have fully went for it and flat out made out with her interviewer. I feel like the the shying away of the kiss cheek, it just wasn't enough in either direction. She either yeah. had to go full in into it or pull away from it. She could have done that. She could have supplemented her diet with maybe a B12 multivitamin before. Yeah. Little little cup of tea before before the interviewer, calm her nerves, maybe a little light jog in the morning. Maybe do a little dance after yeah. or before or during. Kind um, of like I think during the interview. Like, they're like, hey, final question. Do you have any questions for me? And she goes, yeah, plug this into your aux cord, please. Do you know what I'm about to do for you? And they're like, no. No. Immediately starts dancing. Kind of a I, power move. I think that that would have gotten her in early admission yeah. instead of her just flat out Th- asking. That would have gotten her a degree. She didn't even have to go to <laughs> Yale at that point. <laughs> and if she's not going to go and kiss the interviewer, maybe just go all the way with your stepbrother. We know you want it. But, I mean, you know? and here's the thing, Cecily. It's like, why are we kind of teasing this? Like, maybe it should just happen or it shouldn't happen so we can have an opinion on it rather than like this kind of weird dancing around this weird tension that they have. The late 90s, early 2000s was all about emphasizing the fact that your stepbrother is not your brother. It's <laughs> not, not that's your brother. Gonna, that's that's going to be on someone's gravestone someday. I can feel it. Yeah, for sure. All right, Meg, let's, before we wrap this up, talk about our canceled character of this week. Who should it be? I, oh, I think that's pretty easy. I don't know who our canceled character was in the first. Oh, it's Chuck. It's Chuck. The second Absolutely. one is going to have to be Nate. What are yeah, you I think it has to be Nate. He's creeping on a 14-year-old. Dan is a very close second, though, because oh. boy, is he insane. Yeah. Dan was so, pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, but that's going to be it for this episode of Yeah, We Read It. This was us reading You Know You Love Me, a Gossip Girl novel by Cecily Von Ziegler. I'm reading the book across the room right now. Uh, I tried with that. And we'll be back next week with an all-new episode. And you can keep up with us on social media. Maggie, tell them the social medias. We are on Instagram at Maggie underscore and underscore Laura. We are on Twitter and TikTok at Yeah, We Read It. We don't really post on TikTok that much. I'll start posting. But we might get ahead of the game. Follow us there. Get ahead of the game. You can also email us at Maggie and Laura present at gmail.com. And that is our social footprint. Yay, social footprint. We did it. So eco friendly. Um, Cool. uh, We did it. All right. Thank you for listening. We love you. Bye. Thank you.